Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Your host and moderator is Bonnie D. Graham. You'll hear from the innovators who have learned to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo and help move today's businesses in new directions. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. And today's buzzword is crystal ball on steroids. Okay, kids, what's on your holiday business wish list this year? If it's a crystal ball to help you predict what 2013 will bring for your company, your business, your industry, I've got the next best thing. Today, I've invited 14 thought leaders from our previous shows, Coffee Breaking in the Cloud, to gather together and gaze into the official SAP Game Changers Radio crystal ball. Next week, another 16 experts will gather with us as well. Cindy, we're on the air. I'm going to ask you to just hang on there. Their gift to you is a grab bag of insights into the technology, strategies, people, and trends that can help you grow and compete better next year and beyond. So pour yourself a cup of Joe, Earl, OJ, Dom, or anybody else's first name that will fit in your cup and join us at the Game Changers table for smart business talk and good cheer on Game Changers 2013 Predictions Part 1. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Delighted to be here. We have a marathon of experts predictions for you today. I hope you hang on tight, put your seatbelt on, and we've got a terrific show. We're going to have three or four speakers per segment. I've opened a conference line. People will be chiming in all over the place. Just think of it as holiday cheer for everyone. So I want to open with my first four guests. I'm welcoming Emily Jasper from the Star Conspiracy. Hi, Emily. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Bonnie? Fine. Thank you. I'll give your bio in a second. I also want to welcome Bill Newman from Newport Consulting Group. How is Bill today? Bill, are you with me? Bill's drinking his Irish cream. Brad, get him connected when you can. Annika Seely from Reality Works Group. How are you today, Annika? Brad, I need to connect to Annika. And Bob Nichols from Axiom Salesforce Development. Say hi, Bob. Bob Nichols, say hi. Annika, say hi. And Bill Newman, say hi. Hello. Emily, we're going to start with you. Emily Emily Jasper is a secret agent and writer with the Star Conspiracy, a full-service marketing agency for companies in specialized market segments. She has won the Forbes Women's Top 100 Websites for Women Award twice. She blogs from the Gen Y perspective. Hi, Emily. Why don't you give us your predictions, and let's kick this off. That sounds great. Um, So my prediction has to do with how consumer technology is essentially put seamless data integration at our fingertips. So, you know, you can share all kinds of data across Google Apps or information can pass from your laptop to your smartphone to your iPad. You order something online and you can track your shipment within that site. You don't even have to go out to UPS or FedEx web pages anymore. So users are looking at business data and are expecting the same seamless integration. They're becoming impatient with the lack of simplicity. And individual users are now power users. So they're starting to demand more access to richer data at a faster rate. And they're going to wonder if they can get all this information easily from their personal use, why is it so hard getting business information in their companies? So companies, if they're, they can't already provide data on demand, they're going to have to start figuring out how to do that. So first, they should look at what's important information to the business and then start bridging systems that can feed that information. Most companies have systems already collecting data, 
But if the systems can't talk to each other or there are no interfaces for managers to get that information themselves, then companies are going to continue to see user frustration. So companies really should use 2013 to figure out how to make their data as easily accessible as users see in their personal lives. Thank you, Emily. Emily, what's what's going to come up for you in the Star Conspiracy next year? Any big plans for you while I'm waiting for Bill and Bob and Annika to chime in? So talk to me just for a second. Um, I think for me, one of the big things is that I'm taking over our company blog with uh, another team of people. And so we're helping to uh, come up with interesting ways to continue to use essentially what we treat as our portfolio for the agency. Since everything is so secret for us, the blog is becoming our portfolio. (laughs) Are you going to continue to be a secret agent next year, Emily? Oh, I hope so. (laughs) I love it. Emily, let's see who else is on the line with us. Bill Newman, are you with me? I am, Bonnie. Hello, and uh, happy holidays. Good to be with you. Thank you so much. So Emily took her turn at giving us her 2013 predictions. Bill, let me tell everybody a little bit about you. You're the managing principal and co-founder of the Newport Consulting Group. You're an author. You're a professional speaker. You're a writer. You're a consultant. You have over 25 years of experience in strategy and IT planning across multiple sectors. You've led consulting practices at Booz & Company, DMR Consulting, KPMG, Bearing Point, and Grant Thornton. That's a big business card for you, Bill. So I know you're making a special Irish cream and you might give us your recipe, but right now, what is your business prediction for 2013, Bill? Well, thanks, Bonnie. Um, So first, uh, I'm going to kind of start with what we use personally in terms of technology, and I'm going to kind of go into the boardroom. So from my side, um, we definitely see an acceleration on tablets replacing desktop PCs. Um, this may not sound like it's a bold prediction, but I do believe that 2013 will be a tipping point year for this trend. Um, this is driven by not only convenience, but also behavioral change in, in executive behavior due to the convergence of things like uh, Sarbanes-Oxley compliance and technology um, because executives don't want to put their hands necessarily on systems. They want to put their hands on um, comments and social blogs and basically let their direct reports focus onto that. On the consumer side, um, tablets and mobile devices are ubiquitous. So you've got some societies throughout the world that will never know life on a desktop. They're going to skip that generation of technology completely. In the stores this holiday season, we're seeing the return of floor walkers. Um, I predict the death of the cash register. I think very, very soon you're going to see in retail floor walkers coming around with tablets. They'll be taking your orders on the shop floor, like the uh, Miracle on 34th Street uh, Macy's uh, situation. And you're already seeing this. You can go into Apple. Apple's probably one of the leaders of this in their retail stores. But we're seeing more and more boutiques now, high-end boutique stores, greeting you at the door with a tablet. And you don't even have to go to the counter to make your payment. So um, I expect that this trend's going to accelerate. It's high-touch customer service. And uh, you're going to see this probably going more out into uh, mainline department stores uh, in the coming 12 to 18 months. Very interesting, Bill. I just had an experience in several retailers, including Sears, where they said, give us at the point of checkout when I bought my my purchase, they said, give us your email address, enter it on the little box where you sign your your credit card. And they said, would you like to receive your receipt by email when I got home? 
email. And when I got home, the receipt from Sears was in my inbox, which Apple has been doing for years. Who ever thought that Sears, of all retailers, all stores, with their, their huge history in American retailing, would have advanced that? I'm going to say that quickly, but I shouldn't even say quickly to do that kind of thing. Very interesting, Bill. I want to see if Annika Seeley is on the line with us. Annika, are you here? I am here, Bonnie. How are you doing? Very well, Annika. I'm going to move to you now because we have a lot of people to squeeze into the next five minutes before our break. Annika is CEO and founder of Reality Works Group, formerly PhoneWorks, a global sales strategy implementation services and content development firm that delivers revenue results in the new Sales 2.0 reality. Annika, 2013 predictions. What's coming from you from Reality Works Group? What do you see? What I see, I see the writing on the wall in terms of early results that some of the largest global companies will be able to show a real business return from the integration of social media with phone, web, and other sales and marketing approaches. This has been um, something that executives have been puzzling over because we haven't been able to make this social approach to customers into a scalable, repeatable, and measurable process. The things that I've been talking and writing about since the Sales 2.0 mm-hmm. book came out in 2009. And I'm starting to see the earliest results from some very large enterprises where the enablement, the process, and the measurement are being put into place, not just the customer relationship management systems, but the analytics the gamification, a whole world of technology to support this new way of engaging with customers as they uh, change their preferences from traditional sales 1.0 means of talking to us in sales and marketing to newer ways of communication. Very, very interesting. Talk to me just for a second, Annika, about gamification. I'm intrigued. I just developed a game, a business game, and I'm interested. Are people still looking for that entertainment factor, if you will, that pause that refreshes during the business day when they like something catchy and cute and uh, maybe competitive and they want to get a score and take a break, but they're still willing to use it to learn about a new product or a solution or a service that somebody's offering? What do you think? Exactly, Bonnie. I mean, if we can bring... Um, measurable return in the form of fun into business, isn't that a great win-win for management and people who are talking to our customers, Uh, especially as the younger people move into the workforce and we know that they spend a lot of time either on online games or other uh, games that are part of life. Why not make that part of what they do in the business world so that Mm -hmm. they're focused on what we need them to do as companies and for our customers? I like it. Nothing wrong with having fun at work. An old boss told me that years ago, and I believed him. And now let's see if Bob Nichols is on the line. Bob, do I have you? I am, Bonnie. Thank you so much for allowing me to Wonderful. Thanks, Bob. Let me just tell everybody about you, and then you're going to wrap up this segment in the next two and a half minutes, and I'll thank everyone. Bob Nichols, Axiom Salesforce Development, CEO, has 34 years of experience in sales, sales management, executive management, and Salesforce Development. He has developed and delivered sales programs that have become the standard for many Fortune 100 companies, including a long list of AT&T, Bell South, Disney, Alltel, Verizon, ESPN, and integrated his programs in 30 countries. Bob, what do you see? 2013, predict for me. Two minutes. 
I predict in 2013, I'll talk fast, that Salesforce automation <laughs> and customer relationship management programs, as we know them today, will, will die. It's not that they'll, it'll be a catastrophic event, but over time, most organizations will realize it's time to put them down in their current format. So the focus begins to shift from just reporting activities to changing salespeople's behavior. So that creates new expectations that include better reporting that correlates sales behavior to results. Let's face it, there's been no shortage of people finding ways to drain every bit of cost out of business operations, and that won't stop. But in 2013, a lot of business leaders will begin to see that the balance between cost-cutting measures and the quality of their products, services, and operations will tip to the point where reducing expenses carries too much risk. So there's only one place to turn, and that's sales performance. But it's more than just increasing quotas, which is a yearly ritual, right? It's time to change the behaviors of salespeople. So there'll be a transformation from using SFA and CRM sales numbers reporting to sales behavior reporting. That, that means sales organizations have to begin to demand better integration between their selling methodology and process and their Salesforce automation and CRM solutions. Are, are salespeople doing the right things in the right way? Okay. Do you think people are getting that message, Bob? How do you quickly, I'll give you 10 seconds, how do people get that message across in terms of telling salespeople, we're moving ahead, we're changing our strategy? Are they getting it or are they diehards who are just going to continue to do it the old way? What do you think? Well, they'll they'll always be diehards, but frankly, it's now a a matter of necessity. If we don't change behaviors and become better better partners to our customers, we're all going to become commodity salespeople, and that just doesn't work. We've got to find ways in which we bring greater value to our customers through changing our behavior and our action with them. Thank you, Bob. I want to thank Emily Jasper, our secret agent, Bill Newman. Bill, if you tweet, you can tell us where to find your wonderful Irish cream recipe. I know everybody's waiting. Hiccup to get a a gulp of that. Annika Seeley, thank you so much for calling in. Bob Nichols, a pleasure to hear from you again. I'm going to say goodbye to my four first guests. We are on steroids today. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers. Yes, I have caffeine in mind. When we come back, we're hoping to talk to Sven Denick and Roy Ilsley and Cindy House and Brad out. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com are you an entrepreneur that wants to achieve more not just in it for profit but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways listen for be more achieve more inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind with host chris cooper you'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with a passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance these people are making a difference and will help give you the motivation and insight to achieve more be more achieve more can be heard live fridays at 8 a.m u.s pacific time on the voice america business channel When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
you're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. And here we are, part one of our 2013 prediction special on SAP Coffee Break with Game Changers. I have three more innovators, game changers, experts for this segment. Just three this time, so we're going to slow down the pace a little bit. First, I'm going to welcome Sven Denikin. He's a Vice President of Strategy and the Head of Co-Innovation Cloud On-Demand Solutions at SAP. His key areas of expertise are ERP, CRM, and HR as a Cloud On-Demand offering. Sven, happy holidays. How are you? Happy holidays. Thanks for having me, Bonnie. Perfectly fine here in Waldorf. Wonderful. How's the weather there, by the way? We have a couple seconds for a weather report. What's going on there? Yeah, it could be more chilly to drink the good Glühwein, which is the warm red wine you get here on the Christmas market. <laughs> okay, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, well, assuming that you might have had a glass and you're going to be uh, offering us with big smiles your 2013 predictions, what's happening in the next year? Just We're doing just a year ahead this time, although we normally do a five-year crystal ball segment on the show, as you know, Sven. Okay, so talk to me about what's coming up in the next year, on-demand cloud. How is it going to change business? How can businesses embrace this new technology and really become more competitive, leaner, meaner, and grow? Go. Yeah, so, so first of all, I'm going to drink that after the show because I think this is serious here. <laughs> we, do, we do see a lot of change. So the adoption okay. of cloud definitely continues to grow and, and that way organizations who use such services, they also will and need to evolve. So actually, I, I published 10 trends that I see in the year ahead around cloud computing. But in mm-hmm. the sake of time, let me pick the, my five favorites. So the first Please. one is, I do see an increased importance of cloud security. So cloud computing security will continue to be really concerned. I see that, of course, in some regions more and some less. But we will see that throughout 2013, and this is irrespective if you use public, private, or hybrid clouds. The second trend that I see is what I call bring your own cloud. So there is a boom in 2013 where the line between a private cloud or a public cloud, they will blurry because the employees who look for solutions, they will really cater their personal and business needs to the vendors. So many vendors will embrace that and will need to manage cloud through multiple devices to multiple platforms. The third one I do see, there is a need for a local cloud. What I mean by that is in 2013, companies will increasingly need to think and act globally. And that has to do with the service partners, has to do with the customers. But actually, while they think global, they also need to act local because the employees are local they will decide more than ever about what to use. So we can expect cloud vendors to really find their ways of making localization much more easier. So addressing the core elements like translation, like globalization, and really location. That needs to go hand in hand. Number four for me is really the hybrid cloud boom. So companies will look to uh, cloud solutions to allow them to orchestrate what they already have so existing landscapes with new cloud landscapes, whatever fits best to their business to get the job done. And here the vendors will need to look to drive to openness, to have more choice for the customers, to enable the users really to adopt that in an incremental pace, so no rip and replace, 
And really, this hybrid solution model is something that also protects the customers. The last, which is, of course, my personal top favorite, we will see social, the arrival of social in all cloud solutions. So social elements being in the fabric of all solutions, not tools just on top, but really in there, who helps me as the user to get my job done and collaborating and networking across the enterprise. So that, that are my top five. Thank you, Sven. Very, very interesting. I, I have a question for you. Did you actually say the word globalization? Did I hear that correctly? Yes. Very interesting. Have you coined that? Is that an original or is that something that's already in use? Because that's a great... Well, I have it in a parenthesis, so, so we, we, we put that out there because it's the combination of globalization and localization. Mm-hmm. And I think those trends both need to come together. You know, it's easy to translate, but there's so much thing in a local environment which you need to be aware of. But still, there are a lot of customers who are in many environments, who are in many countries, who are looking at many legislations. So you need to have a global view, but also the ability to serve on a local base. So that's, for me, global. Very interesting. And I'm, the reason I'm referencing that, Roy, we're going to get to you in just a second. Sven, is that we did several shows this year on Coffee Break with Game Changers about subsidiaries. I call that the parent-child relationship. How is, is there yep. peace or chaos at the dinner table, if you will, was my phrase. And I'm thinking the whole concept of when you want to globalize a company, you still are going to be working with local teams, local products, local offices, perhaps support and factories on the ground in those localities. And you have to think local while acting global. Thank you, Sven. Great predictions. Don't go away. We're going to have you joined right now by Roy Ilsley, Principal Analyst at Ovum. And Roy's experience is in defense, utilities, automotive, retail, and fast-moving consumer goods. He's recognized as Ovum's expert on virtualization and infrastructure management. Welcome, Roy. How are you? And give me your predictions. We're ready. Oh, Good morning or good afternoon, Bonnie. Um, Hi. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine here over in the UK. A bit wet, but never mind. So, my, I, again, <laughs> I picked five predictions for 2013, which I think I've focused on uh, four terms that you're going to come and, and, and get to grips with in 2013 and one sort of overarching sort of uh, movement that I think is going to drive the world. But the first thing I, I want to want to say, 2013 – you're going to hear an awful lot more about software-defined networks. I mean, software-defined networks are not brand new. They've been about for a bit. It's a very immature technology, and effectively what it allows you to do is run the networking, switching, and routing capabilities or routing capabilities on x86 hardware. So you don't need to buy expensive switches and routers to do that. You can do it on commodity-based hardware. The problem you've got with software-defined networking is that it requires standards to be developed, to work, and to operate to make it truly independent. And currently, we haven't got that, but that's not going to stop the vendors out there from claiming that they've got software-defined this and software-defined that. So get ready for a software-defined world in 2013 where everything's going to be SDX. The next term that I think you're going to, you're going to hear a lot more about in, in 2013 is uh, DCIM or ERP for IT. Now, this is a movement which is about understanding the value of the assets, the infrastructure, the technology, and delving down into the costs of that. So IT can look at its costs, look at the value, and actually price itself correctly when competing with external cloud services, outsource services, and various other things. 
So DCIM, financial management, or ERP for IT, is another set of terms you're going to come across in 2013. Okay. Then converged in... Sorry, Bonnie. I was going to say, give me one more because I need time for Cindy, but go ahead. You're doing great, Roy. Go ahead. One more. Yeah, okay. Converged infrastructure. Now, converged Mm -hmm. infrastructure is the hot topic among the infrastructure vendors today. But what is converged infrastructure? It ranges from NetApp's FlexPod through Dell's active infrastructure up to Oracle's engineered solutions like Exadata. So in other words, it goes from a reference architecture, which is basically a book saying, here's the bits, connect them how you want and make it yourself, to here's a black box, plug it in, and it works. Now, converged Mm -hmm. infrastructure, I think, in 2013 is going to be driven by People needing to understand the use cases, you're going to get maturity models, you're going to get various things coming out from the analysts that say, this is how to assess the converged infrastructure and target it to the right workloads, because it's getting it for the right workloads that's really going to be the key. If you've got the wrong approach for the wrong workload, you're not going to get any value out of converged infrastructure. But expect everybody to be banging on your door about buying a converged infrastructure piece of hardware in 2013. Thank you, Roy. Great predictions. And we're going to turn to Cindy Housen, the founder of BI Scorecard, a resource for in-depth BI, that's business intelligence product reviews, based on exclusive hands-on testing. She's the author of Successful Business Intelligence, Secrets to Making BI a Killer App, and Business Objects 11, the complete reference. Cindy, welcome. Talk to me four minutes. What are your 2013 predictions? Please go. Good morning, Bonnie. So I only have one. So we'll be quick. (laughs) Okay. It's about business agility. Everything else is just the underpinnings to business agility. Everything has really become about who's the smartest and who's the fastest. So Sven may have brought up cloud. I think cloud helps companies get there. Anarchy in your earlier segment talked about mining the social data. That helps customers find new customers, better serve them. But it's really about business agility. So in the BI space, there's a couple technologies that I think mm-hmm. are enabling that agility. Dashboards, visual data discovery, and mobile BI continue to be the most important innovations. All the headlines want- talk about big data, but our yes. survey findings show that as a lower priority. And I have to throw a bucket of cold water <laughs> I'm everyone about all these great innovations that we have a fundamental problem. 44% of the companies say that their BI teams do not have the resources or the time to be able to serve new BI users or to be able to investigate these new technologies. So if we don't figure out that resourcing issue, all of this is just a lot of hype and we'll still be struggling with the basics. Cindy, when you say resourcing, you mean people, correct? You're talking about personnel? It's people, it's people, it's money, and it's skills. Very interesting. Where are they going to find these appropriate people? I'm going to ask Roy and Sven to join on this. We have about two minutes till the end of the the segment. Sven or Roy, where are we going to find these resources? Where are we going to empower companies to get what they need to move ahead? Sven, any thoughts on that? 
Yeah, I think we're going to see two things. So number one, uh, the experience that the people make out there, if they are social, if they're living in networks, they're going to bring that into their company. So they find more and more clever resources internal to stuff it better. But we're also going to see a trend that the workforce of the future is not going to be limited to I work for company A and you for B. We're going to need to see networks of people. We're going to people collaborating on project base going forward. And I don't think that is tremendously five years out. Like you usually want to have it? No, it's it's real. It's coming, and you won't need to have solutions to make that collaboration happening. So business to business collaboration, also between people. Thank you very much. You know what? We're out of time. I'm going to thank my three very special guests. Glad we had time to slow it down a little. Sven Denikin from SAP, wishing you everything wonderful over the holidays. Sven, and go have your red wine now. Roy Ilsley, Principal Analyst at Ovum. Roy, delightful to hear from you again. And Cindy, always nice to hear the statistics coming out of the BI scorecard. Keep that testing going. Keep that research going. And we'll get you back on the show in 2013. We'll do a little more number-based predictions. Everybody, happy holidays. Thanks for joining me, I'm Bonnie D. Graham. This is our 2013 prediction special here on Game Changers Radio. When we come back, we'll have Tom Suter from Mobile Gov, Jesus Hoyos, Bill Talon from Mercury Intermedia, and Christine Whittemore from Simple Marketing Now. Don't even think of touching that app. Brad out. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com and you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at twitter hashtag sapradio now let's get back to coffee break with game changers 
we are, our third segment of the 2013 Prediction Special, Part 1. I have so much more for you, so don't even think of moving, touching that app, switching that mouse to that station. Here we go. I'm going to start off this segment with Tom Souter. Tom is president and founder of the advanced mobility solutions company, Mobile Government Solutions, known as MobileGov, which he launched in 2011. He earned the 2011 Rising Star Award, co-sponsored by Federal IT Industry Publications, Federal Computer Week, Government Computer News, and Washington Technology. Tom, happy holidays. Welcome, and please, let's kick it off with your predictions for 2013. Tom Souter, go. Happy holidays to you, Bonnie. Thank you, dear. Well, well I've looked at uh, 2012 was kind of the year of talking mobility in the government. I think we had mm-hmm. a great year. We talked about security. We talked about bring your own device. We uh, had the digital government strategy, which outlaid predict, you know, kind of the framework for doing mobile. I think 2013 is actually when we start doing mobility uh, rather than talking about it. For instance, uh, law enforcement agencies, they would like to use smartphones and tablets to do their jobs and, you know, to do these enterprise-type applications, access their case management systems, have GPS-enabled tracking of agents, and being able to take pictures and uploading it into uh, systems. So I think 2013, 2012 was kind of a transition year where we're, mm-hmm. the government got their arms around security, bring your own device. I think 2013, we're already seeing some agencies that have gotten the infrastructure in place to allow mobility. And it'll, I think we're going to see some exciting applications where people fundamentally change the way they do their work. Instead of behind a desktop doing your paperwork at the end of the day, I really look forward to people just doing their job in the field, doing it in real time. Wonderful. That's great. I'm very intrigued that you say it's finally going to happen. We have been talking extensively about mobility here on Game Changers Radio all year, and I'm glad to see that it's trickling, I don't know, is it up or down into the, the ranks of government, Tom? Is it trickling up or down? What do you think? Oh, I think it's <laughs> trickling up. We've seen it in Gartner. I think it's the number two uh, topic up from ground zero two years ago. I think uh, the federal CIO, Stephen Van Roekel, it was a top five priority, but I think it's moved into the top one or two now. So I think it's on. It's Everybody's talking mobile first these days. Very good. So hang on. We're going to join you now with Jesus Hoyos, a CRM industry analyst, advisor, speaker, influencer, consultant, and blogger for the Latin American region. Jesus is a partner and co-founder of Solvus Consulting. He is co-founder of Customers Forever LLC, promoting CRM in Latin America. And if that isn't enough, if he's not busy enough, he's co-founder of the Social Media Club in Mexico City. Jesus, you've been hanging on for a long time. So glad to get you on the air. Happy holiday, Jesus. How are you? Happy holidays. I'm doing doing well. Thank you very much for the invitation. Wonderful. Glad to have you here. So would you like to predict 2013 for the Latin American region or for the whole world? Or what would you like to talk about, Jesus? I'm giving you the platform now. Well, I think I think it's a global phenomenon. I will say, you know, all of the above. I mean, from social commerce all the way to machine, to, to machine, you know, technology. Big data analytics, cloud, all this stuff is happening. And I think, you know, uh, uh, but I guess my prediction will be companies who are going to be able to do this in an agile way, who, who can provide a really good integration into all these, you know, the cloud, social media, the back office, the email, you know, like what you're talking about, your Sears experience, and mm-hmm. be able to provide the right content. You know, what I mean the right content is the right data so you can make a decision to, to provide better customer support or to buy a product. 
and be able to do it fast, you know, really fast. So companies who are targeting to go that way, I think are going to be able to succeed and, and be able to put all together all this technology that we're talking today in the radio. Thank you. Jesus, I have a question for you. I, I did a show in, oh, I think late summer. I don't know if you were on that show, about multicultural marketing. Do you think that big global companies are understanding the depth, the breadth, the huge spending power of the Latino market? Do you think they're starting to focus more and more on uh, getting the money out of those pockets, out of that wallet? Are you seeing a, an upsurge in that? Well, I mean, maybe with, you know, I think it's more segmentation marketing, you know, and mm -hmm. there you get multicultural. Uh, again, it goes back to what I just said, you know, integration, the mm -hmm. right data, and if you do it fast, and you can really segment and understand all these elements of CRM, social media, mobility, you know, social marketing, uh, the cloud, you pull that together and you target after that segment being, you know, Hispanics in, in Florida or the Latino market in Mexico, for the people yes. that speak a second language in the state. You know, if you go after that, I mean, that's something very interesting. And if you look at, you know, uh, how fast and how that data is going to work together, how you can integrate it, if you do a simple Google search on, on Obama and analytics, mm -hmm. you will see, you know, how he was doing this already for the elections compared to the last four years where his focus was more social media. So you got to be fast, you got to provide the right data, and you have to do the right integration. Uh, in order to pull that together. And I agree with the previous caller, too. You know, we need processes, we need culture, we need technology. We want to be far behind in skill set, resources, and we need to start doing some investment in that area as a government and, uh, and as, uh, as the private sector as well. Thank you, Jesus. I, lo I love that idea of uh, getting the right data to the right people and the segmentation and everything you said. Thank you so much. Bill Talon, I'm going to turn to you, CEO of Mercury Intermedia. You've been applying cutting-edge technology way back in the day, since college in 1962. I'm allowed to say that, Bill, because you put it in your bio. With a career that spans mainframe computers, I was there, many computers, personal computers, and the Internet, Bill says, I'm having the time of my life innovating in this spectacular new field of mobile, and Bill staff Mercury calls him their 70-year-old teenager. Welcome, Bill Talent. Happy holidays. What's new for you? Happy holidays to you, Bonnie. And my God, you've outed me right at the very beginning. Well, <laughs> what are we planning for 2013? Yes. We start with the expectation of excellent economic environment. Washington, uh, we feel certain, will sort out the issues responsible for the current economic restraint no later than early first quarter resulting in a good 2013 economically. Mm -hmm. SaaS offerings will continue to proliferate, outnumbering on-premises computing offerings, but both will continue to be essential to offer by software marketers. Serving from the cloud will continue to grow, whatever that is. I'm, I'm sort of with Larry Ellison on this issue. We tech people love our acronyms, and SAS and cloud will continue to be the two hot ones in 2013. Playfully, okay. I say it doesn't really matter what you offer as long as SAS and cloud are in the description. You pass the first test. I smile because I've watched the pendulum swing between on-premises and cloud computing for more years than you care to know. The easiest prediction, I think, is that mobile devices will continue to grow and still share from desk and laptop computers. The second easiest prediction 
is that native mobile apps with embedded HTML pages will continue to steal share from traditional desktop-oriented websites. Mobile mm. devices will continue to have small processors compared to desktop computers and limited expensive Internet pipes compared to desktops. And what that means is the most successful larger-scale mobile apps will continue to be those offering terrific user experiences built for those small-scale processors and snappy data-sipping architectures. Facebook learned that in spades this year when their mobile business zoomed by 80% after converting from HTML to native architecture. Mm. The big story of 2013 in my mind will be the initial stages of wearable computing when Kickstarter company Pebble introduces their programmable Bluetooth watch with two-way communications with your pocketed phone or tablet. It'll be a huge enabler for our addiction to knowing everything first. We plan to build support into all of our major news applications as fast as we can. Now that you've outed me on my age, you know I grew up reading Dick Tracy in the comics every Sunday morning and his two-way wrist radio, later uh, yes. two-way wrist TV, <laughs> is an mm -hmm. idea whose time has finally arrived, at least the beginning in 2013. Oh, so you asked why will people use a wrist mobile device? Well, yes. for the same reason they transitioned with blinding speed to mobile phones than tablets convenient, quick access to wanted or needed information doesn't have to be cheaper, as Maytag learned over 100 years ago when they introduced the washing machine. It only has to be more convenient, <laughs> and customers will buy it. So wearable computing is the next major trend, Bonnie. We think yes. it will be important, and we intend to lead it. Thank you, Bill Talent. You'll always be my 70-year-old teenager. Hang on now. We have to bring on Christine B. Whittemore, Chief Simplifier at Simple Marketing, now LLC, an inbound marketing strategy consultancy helping organizations get found online using what? Social media and content marketing. She blogs at Flooring the Consumer. Christine, welcome, and let's go right into your predictions for 2013. I have three minutes, and they're all yours, Christine. Great. Thank you, Bonnie. Good morning. Mm -hmm. Happy holidays. And I Thank can't you. wait to wear the Dick Tracy uh, wearable computer. <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, what, to me, what's really important about 2013 is um, starting out at a grounded level and realizing that business is all about people. And um, uh, we have wonderful technology available to us, um, growing technology, different platforms and all of that. But we have to remember that we're using all of this technology to be smart. Um, about how we connect with people, with our customers. Um, and all of this technology really needs to improve the customer experience. So um, uh, Jesus mentioned uh, the importance of segmentation. It means we have to really make the effort of understanding who our customers are and what makes one different from the other so that we're not blasting everyone with irrelevant messages. We have to be targeted so that we can delight our customers. There's such an interesting shift in balance taking place um, uh, because of technology. Um, a lot of it uh, is search-related. We, we, we start the process, the purchase process online. Um, and then there's also mobile, um, uh, which has been mentioned several times already. That's in the hands of our customers, and uh, it shifts the balance of power. 
Um, uh, and when you think that there's also um, the continued issue of trust, um, in that customers trust peers before they trust marketing messages. We mm-hmm. have to go out of our way to be relevant and to provide them with value. We have to be thoughtful in how we communicate with them. The more we understand them and their issues, the better we can help our customers and simplify what it is that they're dealing with. And the other um, uh, important aspect is that um, as wonderful as digital is, we also live in the real world, and we have to integrate across channels so that whether we're speaking to someone in person or online or via mobile, that there's an integrated experience. Wonderful. Okay. Christine Whittemore, thank you. Bill Talent, thank you. Jesus Hoyos, thank you. And Tom Suter, thank you for being my guests on this third segment of Coffee Break with Game Changers 2013 Predictions Part 1. There's lots more. We'll be right back. Don't even think of touching that app. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Brad, take us out. We'll come back for our big wrap-up at the end. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase, an SAP company, offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network you're enjoying coffee break with game changers presented by sap you can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. And here we are, final wrap-up segment of our 2013 Crystal Ball on Steroids special show today. Let's kick this segment off with Rob Harles, Global Head of Social Media for Bloomberg LP. Rob is responsible for developing and managing Bloomberg's social media efforts and initiatives across the globe. Previously, we did mention Sears, Rob, didn't even think about it. He was (laughs) VP of Social Media for Sears Holdings, where he helped to create the My Sears community that has over 1 million registered members, one of the largest retail communities in the world. Rob, welcome, happy holidays, and let's go right to your predictions for 2013. Go. Thanks, Bonnie. I'm glad mm-hmm. to be here. Yeah, I, I, I kind of maybe did this a little bit more unglamorously because I think I have three predictions this year that are, I think, 
what CEOs really need to think about. And, sure. and number one amongst them in terms of social, I think, is I think this will be the year when a, a larger number of CEOs actually really start to get to understand and need to, to use social on a very personal level. Mm-hmm. I was going to say some statistics. I think, you know, even last year, there were only about 7.6% of the Fortune 500 CEOs who were actually on Facebook and active. Less than 4% have Twitter accounts. Um, 70% have no social network presence whatsoever. I don't think that's going to last much much longer. And I think this year is going to be a year where, where people are going to start asking people within their companies, what do I need to do? <laughs> and that will be a big sea change because I think everything will cascade from that. Uh, there was also an article about uh, Porter's forces and are they dead. If you read an article in Forbes about Monitor's bankruptcy, uh, one of the big forces that I think is changing things very rapidly for most major corporations, B2B, B2C, is the power of the customer, and social media is driving that. I think, I think the second thing that comes out of this is I think it's going to be the year of good data and not big data. Uh, people talked mm. about big data, you know, accumulating vast uh, amounts of information. Uh, but the problem that I think people are realizing now, it's dawning on them, is what do I do with it? Um, and the, 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 the barriers to entry in this are rather high. So I think people are going to start to get to grips with how do I use this information in a more meaningful way. I think many of your uh, previous guests were talking about segmentation and understanding the customer, but also figuring out how we in real time start connecting the customer to our innovation streams, to our customer care streams, and so forth. And I think, again, if CEOs start twigging to how to use these things themselves, they're going to start having a lot more questions about how to integrate data within their their, uh, institutions and how to really specifically get social media data going. And I think the third thing that I would point out is, um, and I don't know if this is going to be uh, an avalanche or not, I think with the, with, um, the, the um, election ending and hopefully the fiscal cliff being resolved not too, too far out, uh, I think a lot of attention is going to start turning to this whole concept of privacy and, um, and what people are going to, what bars are going to be set for social media usage, uh, particularly some notable FTC investigations most recently into popular uh, mobile web devices, uh, protecting children's personal information. But also, mm-hmm. uh, I think there was uh, recently the government uh, approves the landmark digital privacy bill against um, a government agency snooping and using, or at least applying the same rigor of, of, of um, uh, offline uh, legal protections to online uh, as well. And I think that that's going to start really churning up a lot of different test cases <laughs> this year, uh, both from uh, uh, privacy issues uh, to things in terms of protecting our, our, our actual, our actual uh, civil liberties uh, in terms of social media. And there are a lot of different examples right now, too. I, I think uh, Ray Hunko from the Harvard Berkman Center was just talking on NPR recently about the FTC uh, report on mobile applications um, and privacy, and I think that's going to start a cascade of investigations and test cases and all kinds of things uh, that think, we might not the world, have seen. The world is ready for it. Rob, I want to yes. thank you. Great predictions, great insights. Privacy, very important to remember that. Barry Trailer is next. Barry is a managing partner and co-founder of CSO Insights, a sales effectiveness research and benchmarking firm. Uh, Barry is the author of the novel Sales Mastery, and he's a regular contributor to CRM Magazine, CustomerThink.com, and twice he's been published in the Harvard Business Review, HBR, to some of us. Barry Trailer, welcome. Happy holidays, and go ahead with your predictions, please. I'll give you two and a half minutes. Hi, Bonnie. Uh, everybody, Hi. thanks for joining. Happy holidays to you as well. Um, Thank you. In a backlash of all that has gone before and buyers weary of the Internet, uh, they will now be 
less informed in 2013. Uh, they will be less demanding, and they will turn to the sales reps calling on them as their primary, if not their sole source of information. Actually, I don't know what's going to happen in 2013, but I can tell you none of those things are going to happen. <laughs> okay. Uh, we've been gathering data, as, as I think you're aware, in Q4 for our 2013 um, sales performance optimization study. Mm-hmm. And uh, looking at the data, there are three predictions we have, uh, two of which are going to uh, contravene uh, what Rod just had to say. So somebody is going to be right in 2013. Okay. We think in B2B, uh, social media is going to be smaller than everybody is currently thinking. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, and so on. Um, yeah, it is gaining ground, but uh, you know, if you listen to what everybody else is saying, you know, you think it's going to, you know, take over everything. We see that it's actually being smaller than everybody thinks. Um, okay, number we think two. Mobile is going to be much, is going to be very big, even bigger than everyone uh, is thinking, and maybe wearable computers will be part of that. But uh-huh. in any event, um, everybody's talking about mobility, and what we're seeing are not just applications that are being, you know, now put on smartphones but and, and mobile devices, but uh, applications that are being written specifically for uh, mobile devices and t- taking advantage of, um, you know, location information, that sort of thing. And the final one is, and this contravenes a little bit what Rod was just saying, we think big data could be bigger, could be huge this year, uh, although he did make the point people have to figure out how to use it. Right. Good data, not just big data. Thank you, Barry. Very, very interesting. And let me turn to Stuart Ravens, Obum Principal Analyst, Energy and Sustainability Technology. And he specializes in research on customer engagement in smart meter deployments. Very, very interesting. Stuart, welcome. Happy holidays. And go out and give you about a minute and a half here. So what are your predictions from Ovum? Stuart Ravens. Hi, Bonnie. Um, again, um I mean, it's similar to Barry. We've been collecting a lot of data recently on uh, um, mm-hmm. 2013 and what's happening in the utilities industry. And, and really, uh, um, it's going back to what Christine Whittemore said in the previous session, it's mm-hmm. all about the customer. Um, whether you're um, you know, in, the, in the retail division of a utility or in the distribution on the supply side, um, the, the big focus is, is on customer um, and how the utilities improve their, their customer service. Well, you know, data analytics is going to be a huge driver for that. So uh, um, utilities have historically not been that good at understanding their, their, their customers. They've not been very good at understanding what's going, acro- going on across the, the, the value chain within their, their different business units. And, uh, um, again, I'm going to disagree with Rob. For the utilities, it's all about big data, not good data. I'll come back to the good data point because that's, uh, um, that's very uh, uh, um, important to understand for where utilities are. But if we look at the three Vs of, uh, of big data, volumes are, are increasing massively through smart meter deployments, through mm-hmm. smart grid deployments. Uh, um, so the scaling data center capacity is front, back, and center of CIO's minds at the moment. Um, if anyone's listening, uh, um, you know, and um, think this is an opportunity for cloud, well, cloud is really quite low on on uh, uh, utilities' agendas. They're, it's a very conservative industry, and uh, um, storing data off-site is not going to happen in the near future. Um, in terms of variety, well. You know, I, I talked about uh, understanding um, what's happening across the different uh, parts of the utility business. So um, actually bringing together disparate systems, uh, uh, 
uh, and that analyzing that variety of data is really going to increase in importance. People are talking about SOA being dead. Well, SOA mm-hmm. is certainly uh, uh, alive in the, in the utility industry, and uh, um, it will be so for, for the um, near future. Finally, velocity, so the time to decision. Um, it's really shortening. There's a lot of demand for this, so um, uh, there's a, a huge opportunity for high speed and in-memory analytics, and um, you know, there's a, an awful lot of vendors developing use cases with their clients, and I suspect that we'll be starting to see some new uh, uh, um, packages and applications deployed to the utility industry. Finally, um, the, you know, the, the industry hasn't been good at analytics, and uh, I predict that uh, 2013 will start seeing the, the utilities industry really going out to the market and hiring data scientists. And I think it's when those data scientists come on board that then the utilities industry will realize that it's not just about big data, it's about good data. Um, but I think that's something that we'll see towards the end of next year uh, um, and the start of uh, 2014. Thank you, Stuart Ravens, Barry Trailer, Rob Harles. Okay, I have a quick message here. My call to action is we at SAP Game Changers Radio. Thank everyone for listening, supporting us this year. We wish you, your colleagues, and your loved ones a joy-filled holiday. Celebrate and just open your heart with love. Let's hope for peace, productivity, profitability, and everything good in the new year. And now you know what's coming. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today. And be sure next Wednesday, December 26th, Sixth day after Christmas, our second part two of our New Year's predictions 2013 with 16 more experts. I'm Bonnie D. Graham sending love your way. Go out and be a game changer and happy holidays from SAP Game Changers. Hugs to all. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Coffee Break with Game Changers presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the Coffee Break conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Please join your host, Bonnie D. Graham, again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.